Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. can't see the thing around it. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's alkaline water, red Kool-Aid, a hot cup of tea with honey, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, or Hennessy, And light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage. And just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up, friends and kin? It's Mimi, resident Auntie Supreme here. Hand me my purse. And today... Well, guys, today I'm sipping on several different delicious treats. Why? Because my guest today is the magic and because Juneteenth and my ancestors deserve a celebratory drink or two. And also with all the chaos in the world, we should celebrate our ancestors. We should celebrate them more because if it were not for them, we would not be. Okay. Also, I highly recommend that you listen to the show to the very end for a very special exclusive treat for my friends and kin. I'm bringing all the treats for that ass today. So make sure you stay and listen to the end. So friends and kin for today's jam, this is a song that I had never heard of in my life, but I'm glad that I did hear it. It is a song that is directly 
correlated to the topic of the day, of course. The name of the song is Juneteenth Jamboree. And the song is pretty freaking awesome. It's being sung in the clip that I have for you guys by a woman. Her name is Gladys Bentley. Her nickname was Fatso. Personally, I don't want that to be my nickname, but, you know, Gladys did her thing. And when I tell you she did her thing, trust me, she did. Gladys Fatso Bentley was born in Philadelphia in 1907. And this clip is of her singing the song Juneteenth Jamboree in the early 1930s um, in Harlem at a club called, I'm probably going to mess this up, the Ubanji Club. And Gladys was a lesbian. Look at that. It's June. It's also Gay Pride Month. She performed with men in drag behind her singing. Listen, it's Gay Pride Month. Shout out to Gladys and her background singers who were men in drag in the 30s doing whatever they wanted to do living their life how they wanted to live it don't ever let anybody tell you that black people do not live boldly because black people are the kings and queens of the world but of course the kings and queens of living boldly so the song is called Juneteenth Jamboree I'm going to play a little bit of it for you but I highly suggest you go and just listen to it Uh, by now you should know what Juneteenth is but just based on my listenership and the location of my listenership I'm going to go ahead and just share a little tidbit of information about Juneteenth also in the show notes I'm going to put the link where I got this information um, because it's just easier if I read it than for me to try to talk about it because I'll go on for days and hours trying to explain something. Uh, it's a link to an article on mental floss. Go check it out. So Juneteenth. What in the world is that? What is it? On June 19th in 1865, General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas and announced that enslaved people were now free. Since then, June 19th has been celebrated as Juneteenth across the nation. The June 19th announcement came more than two and a half years. Let me say that again. The June 19th announcement came more than two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st in 1863. So technically, from the Union's perspective, The 250,000 enslaved people in Texas were already free, but like really, what is freedom anyway? But none of them were aware of it and nobody seemed to be in a rush to inform them. Of course, they weren't in a rush to inform them. Of course, they weren't. What happened? I highly suggest that if you don't know about Juneteenth and if you do know about Juneteenth, that you check the article out that I'm going to put in the show notes because it does have a couple of facts that will make you think, one, and that you may not know. Now get into this jam by Gladys Fatso Bentley called Juneteenth Jamboree. If you really want to play, please get set aside a day. Grab your desk and come and meet the Juneteenth Jamboree. Man, they really pitch a ball. Load of wigs and jobs and all. Everything is strictly free, the Juneteenth Jamboree. There's no shirking, no one's working, everybody stops. Gums are chopping, corks are popping, doing the Texas hop. Now let's get into the show. Can we talk? 
So today is monumental here at Hammy My Purse. It is our first show with our first guest. That isn't my cousin, Lindsay. Um, so it's like our first guest guest. Like I sought her out. And I'm really excited. Her name is Gina, and she is the creator and soul, and that's soul with the U, soul operator of The Bedroom Bartender. And as I'm sure you can kind of tell, Gina is a supreme adult beverage curator, but that is not all that she is doing. Gina is going to get into all of the things that she is bringing to Hand Me My Purse today, as well as how she shows up in the world with her gifts. Join me as I welcome Gina to Hand Me My Purse. Hi, Gina. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. So typically when I have guests on the show, I tend to lead the conversation with what is your favorite drink? Mm. I don't know if you want to answer that question now because we're going to do a lot of talking about drinking or if you want to come back to it later. Well, I don't know of a specific, because I love all drinks, right? Mm-hmm. So I may not have one particular favorite, but I do have two favorite spirits. I love some brown. What so is I a spirit versus, a, what is a, for a spirit food? is just another word for the alcohol. The alcohol. So versus not a fully compiled drink, but like that's just the main component. Like your the rum foundation is, is, is the of liquor. your drink. It's the okay. liquor. The liquor. So I love some brown. Okay. Um, so bourbon and then a really good rum. Okay. So not a specific drink, just anything with those things in it? I tend to, yeah, I love like a bourbon and ginger and some other things with it. Okay. Um, I love old fashions. What's an old fashioned? Mm, so an old fashioned is when you take a whiskey or a bourbon and you start with muddling. A sh- if you do it the right way, you take a sugar cube. Okay. Now in a lot of bars, you won't find sugar cubes anymore, which is why I started making some of my own. Okay. Um, but you take a sugar cube, bitters, and you muddle it and then you pour the whiskey on top. Um, and then you can like decorate it with an orange, but it's just a more whiskey and like cherry hinted drink that okay. is just like a stronger, smooth drink and then you let the ice melt a little to dilute it but there's not a whole bunch of sodas or other things in there okay it's a nice it's a nice good like i think it's i call it a a brunch drink a brunch drink i mean my favorite brunch (laughs) drink is champagne Mm. with just enough orange juice so that it could still be called a mimosa and so that people don't judge me because i could just (laughs) ask for champagne but it's like could you give me champagne with just a splash of orange juice so that people aren't like well she's just drinking all the champagne Mm. i am because i don't like mimosas i just want champagne i've heard that's called a light-skinned mimosa i have not heard that before a (laughs) light-skinned mimosa i like that Call it the Drake Mimosa. Uh, That's what I'm going to call it. The Drake Mimosa. So why do you prefer brown over clear? You know, in the black community, it's always a whole lot around brown versus clear. There's a lot of talk about how they make you feel. Mm -hmm. And there's something about sometimes the scent of vodka where I'm like, "Eh, I'm not really a vodka girl. And I just love the smoothness that comes with bourbons and whiskeys. Okay. Um, but then there's something about rum. Sometimes people will talk about it as being like a cheaper or a poor man's drink, but I don't look at it that way. I tie a lot of our, our historical roots to rums that Absolutely. come from sugar cane and molasses and all that. And there's something about the aroma or I call like the perfume on a rum. If it's a good one, when you smell it, mm-hmm. it smells really good. It does smell really yeah. good. And you know how I know it smells really good? Because Gina let me smell some rum when I first got here. So now I feel fancy because <laughs> I understand what she means by the perfume of the rum. Mm-hmm. And I also get what you understand about like vodka. I understand, excuse me, what you're saying about vodka because vodka to me smells like straight up rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Like it, it smells just yeah. like tequila doesn't smell as I love a good tequila. I, I love tequila, but mm-hmm. it gets me in a lot. 
of trouble. A Sometimes world we of like troubles. that though. That's yeah, I do. I, I am. Mm-hmm. I listen. Some things mm-hmm. I do specifically for the story, so that I can have a story to tell. So I can call my friends up and be like, "Girl, guess what happened?" And I do love. I'm, well, I do like vodka now. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I try and mix and try all things. Like gin gets a really bad reputation. I do and not. I, like I some am gin. not a fan of that. Oh man, I can't you didn't try the gin. the gin punch I made, did you? At, At Joanne's, Joanne's thing, opening. I did, and you okay. know what? I liked it. Huh. And I remember telling you, I don't like gin, but this was really good. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But I can't, I know one thing I can't do is drink it by itself. Not the yeah, I'm not that person either. I, I need some things in there to yeah. balance it out. So I would like you to tell me about mm. the bedroom bartender. What is it? So the bedroom bartender is my creative outlet. Um, I love a good drink and I tend to be the go-to for signature cocktails when we're at events or if we're traveling, I'm the one who will come up with stuff literally in the hotel bedroom, which is kind of where the name stemmed from. It's my way to create and bring in that sort of handmade component. I Mm -hmm. mentioned sugar cubes earlier. I'll do um, herbal infused sugar cubes at home. I like to put different spins on things, hence the new fashioned, which is similar to an old fashioned, but I may not use a sugar cube in it. I use maple syrup instead, and I've changed some things in there to give it a different flavor. It's a really great way for me to experiment and create and mix flavors. I've always been crafty. I think of myself as like the black Martha Stewart, B. Smith, and MacGyver in one when it comes to figuring things out. Listen, that's a hell of a combo. (laughs) Let me give you guys a disclaimer first. I'm two drinks in here because you don't do an interview with an adult beverage curator and not have any drinks. And actually, just to give you guys um, an idea, Gina just actually moved into a new home. I'm so happy and excited for her. And I'm here in her new home. Like, it's new, new. Like, Mm -hmm. she hasn't even moved in yet. And we are um, holding this interview here, which is really awesome. So she made two drinks, and I'm two drinks in. So (laughs) if we stumble over our words a little bit, that is why. I just want you to know. Charge it to Um, the craft. Exactly. Blame it on the alcohol, as uh, Jamie Foxx says. <laughs> so you said B. Smith, the Black Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. and a well, little MacGyver. bit of MacGyver. Yeah. Because yeah. I can make a drink out of things that you'll find in your fridge that you may already have. That was my other goal. Like I want things that taste really good or wholesome or fun or experimental, but... I don't want you to have to go to crazy lengths to get stuff and spend a whole lot and of spend a whole lot of money. You don't need to. Like, there's a lot of things you may already have in your kitchen that you don't think about that you can mix with what you've got and come up with a really good cocktail. So, as you were telling me about um, creating this mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. Um, one thing we are coming up on Juneteenth, yes. and of course, our country is in well, not our country, the country is in a bit of disarray mm-hmm. behind a lot of. Um, the not wonderful things that are going on that people are finally realizing. Are a- absolutely. Right? Because we've been aware for yeah. them for as long as we've been alive, but it took a quarantine where you couldn't go anywhere for you, for it to slap mm-hmm. you in the face. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. like when um, you have a boil and when the boil is ready, I know that was disgusting, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you've ever had a boil or know anybody <laughs> with a boil, when that sucker is ready to go, it's ready to go. Okay. And I feel like that's where we are as a country. Okay. Like, the boil is erupting and okay. it's time to get it lanced. Now I have a visual that I just can't get rid of. Sorry. <laughs> America, the boil of earth. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that my next episode was around celebrating, mm-hmm. um, like for our ancestors yeah. and in the tradition of Juneteenth, but also highlighting 
a black business. So Gina, I want you to tell me what is your why? Why did you choose this? What, or not even why did you choose this? Cause sometimes I believe that in business, mm-hmm. if it is really authentic, like the business chooses you, what made you say, okay, I'm going to do this. So it's fun for me. And I've always loved mixing things and creating things. Um, and I remember a kind of when I noticed that other people liked what I was drinking. Mm-hmm. And when people start going to me like, oh, well, Gina's going to be the bartender on this trip. Or Gina, what are you making? Make me that. Make me what you have. I went to a friend's wedding and I asked for a drink. And somebody asked me what I was drinking because it looked really good and refreshing and it was great. It's like, oh, it's a Gina Riley on the rocks. Oh, well. And I said it and I laughed. Mm-hmm. And people start going to the bar asking, asking for a for Gina, Gina Riley, Riley on, on the rocks. rocks. And the bartender knew what they were talking about when mm-hmm. they said that. And so multiple people were going up and getting the drink. And it was a very simple, it was like a, actually it was vodka. <laughs> it was a vodka pineapple with triple sec. Oh, very okay. simple. Normally yeah. you just hear vodka pineapple. But I was like, oh, I want to add a little splash of something to it. Mm-hmm. And it was an outdoor wedding in the summertime. So it was hot as hell. And everybody kept getting that drink. And I was like, okay, I might have something here with signature drinks. And right. every time we would go to something, people start asking me, what am I drinking or what should I get? Mm-hmm. Um, or make me something. And I just realized how much fun it was to create and concoct and pour things together and figure it out and think about the experience. And so for a while I worked at a cosmetic store where we would take people on perfume journeys mm-hmm. and that's where you ask people to tell was you about Sephora? no it was oh. lush okay oh i love lush i, I love worked lush. at lush that's and how i met our, fr- our mutual friend okay yeah okay um and yeah. so when they first came out with perfume they talked about how they wanted you to take someone on a scent journey what mm-hmm. don't ever ask anybody that? what it is they like to smell just like you really shouldn't ask somebody what type of liquor do you like to drink mm-hmm. you ask them to tell you about what they want to feel what they like in terms of other emotive things and so those types of things and then you pick out a scent as you're listening you think and you wave things in front of them sort of taking that experience into cocktails mm-hmm. and knowing what people like their personality what things they like to eat or how they if they like things stronger or smoother or really sweet and quote unquote frilly um taking that and turning it into something that somebody like really enjoys and seeing people smile and walk away with something and enjoying what you've made is just a whole different feeling so it's literally like curating an experience mm-hmm. A beverage experience. I want to know, I just spoke a little bit about being a black business owner, Mm -hmm. but specifically as a black female business owner, tell me how you have been received by us. I will say by us, there's been an outpouring of support. And so I've seen a number of friends like buy things right away, or I have friends that are quick to repost or tag or create reviews and stories and make sure they share them widely. And it's usually folks that also have a smaller business and understand like, Mm -hmm. this is what I need. Um, but then I've got like friends all over that have been interested. Um, it can be a little weird at times when you feel like some of your closer folks haven't really bought in yet or haven't necessarily bought something. Listen, listen, (laughs) Well, because you feel weird because you don't want to address it. even get me started <laughs> on support from yeah. close friends and family yeah. when you yeah. do. It's a thing. Yeah. But, you know, you get over it yeah. and you keep it moving. Um, I seem to have been received well. I would like to be received more. I get um, that. When it comes to things, like I think we talked earlier just about adversity, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm also fairly young in this Mm -hmm. and this is self-funded. I'm not, I don't, I didn't go out for a loan. I'm not asking for things from people. I'm not asking for sponsorships and money. I am trying to figure out how to like tag some, some companies here and there and see who picks up and like, you know, if if Bacardi or, you know, someone wants to send some things my way. Um, Well, I'll make sure that in uh, the episode, I will tag all of them. (laughs) Thank you. 
<laughs> but I noticed just as even a black woman or black person when it comes to service. And so one of the, our homework assignments when I first started bartending school, mm-hmm. um, I already look the way I look. I don't look my age, right? Okay. No way. Um, okay. So um, I went to a school in Philadelphia and our assignment was to go to a high-end store so we could experience really good service, mm-hmm. right? And I took that message with a grain of salt knowing who it was coming from. And I'm like, you know right. what? I'm going to be open. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Maybe it'll be great. Right. And I was excited. He was like, yeah, go to this store in Rittenhouse. I was like, okay. I happened to go before class. So I was dressed in all black. I had my hair. I think I was wearing like a head wrap and like I actually had like my face makeup done that day. Mm-hmm. Not that that's ever an excuse. Like I should not have to be looking or dressed a certain way to be treated well. No. I went in the store. No one spoke to me. Walked around. It's kind of like, hey, that's it. Walked around. Nobody asked me if I needed anything. I'm like waiting for the seller service because then I'm supposed to tell people that I'm doing a homework assignment. I never get the opportunity. So I hung around for a while and I watched someone come in after me a couple minutes behind me. I was still walking around. What did oh, they look like? Very opposite of how I look. Okay. Um, she walked in. Hi, welcome to the store. I'm so-and-so. Let me know if I can help you. Very excited. Very cheery. I could tell like the whole salesman wait was going on because they waited about 30 seconds. Oh, and we have this new thing over here. Mm-hmm. And they walked her over and started showing her things. And I'm like looking around to see where the camera is because this must be a joke. Yeah. You, clearly, where's Ashton Kutcher? Never once asked or addressed if they could really help me. If I And I don't know if they just assumed that like, she can't afford it right. or what are you doing here? And so... Did they ask you if you needed anything? Nope. Wow. Nope. And so I promptly got my things and left stopped looking at things and I waited for the day that it would come up in class mm-hmm. and so of course it comes up and they're like yeah we want to hear about it I was like well actually I went in thinking this was going to happen and that's not what happened you know and I think people forget or get comfortable and none of the black people in the class were surprised that that was my experience but the white people were right of course know? that that that's very telling uh with regard to like what's going on mm-hmm. in the boil we're going to call yeah. it the boil in the yeah. boil <laughs> in the boil right now it's like like we said earlier like now everybody is paying attention yeah. like now you get it and yeah. this has been going on f- for Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And we've been telling you for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, but you didn't listen until Mm -hmm. the boil erupted. Yeah. And it's like every year it's a surprise because I'm always, I'm always taken aback by the folks that I talk to that have never heard of this before or are so saddened by experiences when I tell them like, yeah, like I've been followed around in stores all the time or I've been taught since a young age, like this is how you shop. This is how you carry your hands. Don't do this. Don't do that. And folks are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And, and now it's like all over the TV and with social Mm -hmm. media, it's like, don't wear a hoodie. I saw something recently, this um, young brother was uh, on social media. I think he had a TikTok and he was saying how not to get, abused yes, or something by that. the police mm-hmm. yep. and he was like don't wear a hoodie yep. don't put your hands in your pockets yep. don't do this mm-hmm. have a receipt yep. when they ask for your license don't ask any questions don't yep. talk back like our kids or our, our adults like yep. people shouldn't have to live like yep. that i remember and i don't know if i'll get in trouble for saying this i won't say the person or the context but i was talking to someone earlier this year and they were concerned about their child learning about racism in preparation for black history month at their age and the child i think is like 10 really and i held my tongue for a second and i was was trying to figure out so what's the concern and i was like are you and and they couldn't put into words well i don't i want them to be i was like you don't want them to be tainted yeah, like you want them to be innocent a little longer. And I waited and I waited. And I was like, you know, well, and I let the conversation go in other directions. Like, you no, know, well, honestly, we don't have that luxury. 
No. For us, it means life or death. I've known these things since way before that. I remember being taught at a very young age how to, and the same thing we just talked about, how to carry yourself in a store. Absolutely. You know, um, I've been used to people following me around and things like that or being assumed that I'm the one who stole something when something goes missing. Absolutely. Or Or going into a store and nobody talking to Mm -hmm. you. So what I do typically is if I go in a store and nobody says anything to me, I I, I can be very loud. Mm -hmm. I very loudly say, oh, hello, how are you guys doing today? On some other stuff. And they're like, oh, 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 how are you? Hi, hi, hi. No, just stop. Like, treat me the way you treat everybody else. But I will not spend my money in there, especially if I walk in and I feel a certain way. I know what I have. I don't need to prove to you that I can afford to be here. If you're not going to give me the right level of service, I'm out. Bye. Right. And so we were just talking about, like, getting good service, right? Yes. And so I feel like a lot of times as uh, we talked, you talked a little bit about adversity, but... I feel like as black consumers, we can be like somewhat aggressively harsh when Mm -hmm. judging other black owned businesses, when we can go to a major company and it's white owned and they can treat us like crap and provide subpar customer service. And we will continue to patronize them until the end of our days. Right. Mm -hmm. But we hold black establishments. I feel like at this super high standard and it'll be like a mom and pop store, like, you know, where, Two 55-year-old people, the husband and the wife, are working there. And, you know, we want to hold this to them to the same esteem that we hold, like the Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. or Shake Shack. This whole cancel culture. Quick to yeah. cancel these businesses out. And I don't really like that it's like we're willing to we, – we are not, excuse me, willing to cut them any slack or, slack or give them the benefit of the doubt for a mistake. And it could be a yeah. simple thing. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, blatant disrespect or just blatant – horrible customer service but like if they get your order wrong it's understandable cheesecake factory gets your order wrong yeah okay i think for us it's also what you do in that experience i think when you look at some of your larger chain type of businesses for whatever reason we recognize that there are hundreds of people that work there there's all kinds of franchises and so if the cheesecake factory in your neighborhood makes a mistake they make two mistakes you chalk it up to that particular person who was serving you that day Knowing that there's a large staff when it's a smaller business, that particular person is usually the same person every time. Right. Right. And so there is that that harsher expectation. Sometimes I think a lot of times we're willing to give folks the benefit of the doubt the first time. And there was one business that I just really, really want to do well. And I'm like, just tap me to help you with your operation. Like I can help you reorganize that so you could be efficient and things will be clean and just people will get what they want. And I have given them business for the three years that I've lived where I live. I keep hoping. And then finally with COVID and I just saw like the lack of masks, the amount of people that were there. I'm like, look, we just can't keep doing this. We've tried and I'm, I'm tired of it. I am tired. And I think the issue was that they didn't approach service in a way that showed that they cared. Right. And whenever somebody had an issue, they were nasty about it. Yeah. And they they, talk, I, I'm, you know. I'm definitely not with any yeah. of those things. Like I, I, I agree. But yeah. even in that, you still gave them three years to figure yeah. it out. I really wanted them to do well. Yeah. And I'm like, and I know somebody who's the friend of the owner. And I know that I'm like, but I'm like, things happen. Yeah. You know, the food is okay. It was, well, it was good. You know, things happen. It could be just this day. And then like, okay, the food is late all the time. Okay. Well now I know that. So I'll just order when I'm not hungry. Right. So I'll work around it because I want them to do well. So, so in an, in Mimi's ideal world, mm-hmm. like that is how 
I feel we should treat black businesses. There's a yes and because I think also in that point, like I should, I also feel like I should have stopped sooner, right? Yeah, because yeah. at what point? <laughs> I'm a glutton three for punishment. Is, okay, three years is a long it's time. Like vegan food, She's like a, a masochist. Away. Come on, it's right there. <laughs> um, but it's also what you do as a business to correct it, and that's always been my focus. Like. I believe in customer service. I mm-hmm. always have. There's a way that you want to be treated. I've worked in a number of roles in service and sales and things like that where I'm like, I give top-notch services. I know how I want to feel. Right. And that's why it's important for me to pack the things the way that I do, to write personal notes on every order and to do things like that. You know, and I have made a mistake. I got a, I had a good friend send me a text and say like, hey, I just got this order. I think it's for somebody else. I was like, oh. My bad, bad. dog. (laughs) And so they kept that order. And I promptly apologized to the person who didn't even know they didn't get their order, sent it out with some extra goodies and apology. Like, take action quickly, right? When you know, and it's okay to know that you're wrong. Be humble about those opportunities because you're growing. You're not going to have everything perfect right away. No. Well, I want you guys to know that Gina not only curates adult beverages, Mm. she also has a line of candles. Now, do you have a name for the line or they're just... There's a name. It's the Bedroom Bartender Blend. Okay. The Bedroom Mm. Bartender Blend. Yeah. So this line of candles, I actually own one and it Mm. is You own one of my favorites. Yeah. It is called Gin and Yang. And let me tell you, it is amazing. It's so um, light and and like crisp. The Mm. smell is crisp. I'm not the kind of person, I don't like heavily sweet i think you know what in my life i don't like really super sweet things i don't like super sweet food i don't like super sweet drinks Mm -hmm. and i don't like super sweet smells Mm -hmm. i like earthy smells with a little bit of a little sweet and or fresh smells with like a little hint of sweetness and so that is what this candle reminds me of but tell us about Mm. the bedroom bartender blends yeah so In my business, it's super important that I bring along other black businesses, especially black women-owned businesses. And there's a woman that I found on Instagram. She's out of Woodbridge. I don't want to say the name wrong because I realize I've never actually heard the the brand said out loud because Mm -hmm. there's no audio. But it's Isabis, which is I-S-A-B-I-S. Okay. Um, And she had like a line of these brown girl mugs. And she does these candle blends where you can custom pick the label and so she'll give you options for inspirational quotes on all of the scents mm-hmm. or you can write in your own thing and she'll do the label for you okay. and so i started buying some of her candles and i saw somewhere that she did um wholesale and i'd already been looking at shopping a few of my other favorite candle blends because i still buy candles from everybody even though i have my own now right um and i reached out to her one day and i kind of told her what i wanted to do and um it was important to me that these be a clean wax that's burning so they're all soy um it was important that they be hand poured and not something that is just coming off of a chain line somewhere yeah. else. Like I don't need things, no offense to come from China or other countries. I want to be able to say, yeah, that's the person that touched my product. Well, to be fair, I'm glad that you do. Cause I don't want no um, Chinese you know, candles right now. I don't want, ma'am, I, we're, I, not, look, we're not going to do that. No, we we're are. Not, <laughs> <laughs> we, not only are we going to do it, we are going to do it. I don't want no Chinese COVID candles. Stop I don't. It. Stop it. I'm just saying, um, you burn it, that's going to get in my lungs. No, man. COVID is a lung disease. I don't want no Chinese <laughs> candles. I don't, I don't, I haven't, you know, a couple of episodes ago, it was the episode where my cousin Lindsay was on the show. Yeah. We were talking about how, like, black people ain't eating Chinese food. That is not true. They are eating Chinese food. Not they, like, I'm older, not them. No, like, older folks. Like, my dad was like, oh, I don't want, I'm like, Listen, you're not going to be well, that people. You're you not know what? I grew up around old people. <laughs> my black ass ain't eating no Chinese food for a while. Now, people are eating Chinese food. And guess what they said? The food ain't from China. You don't know where they got that food from? I'm going to give it a break. I'm going to just wait, well, and I'm going to wait till everybody eats it. And, and then- I will say I gave a break to all restaurants initially because I'm mm-hmm. like, 
it's, it's, it's not about the food. It's about you don't know who's traveling in and out, who's handling anything. That's it. And so initially I was all about, yep, I'll go over to the grocery store. And make and my own. And I'm still coming, like, had my little mask on. All the bags came off at the door. I'm spraying alcohol and oh, whatever yeah. on it. Letting we it have sit. a whole like, system at my yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 an egregious system, but it's a system nonetheless. Okay, but, um, back to these candles. Yes, and so we started just partnering on the recipes. And so mm-hmm. it's important for me because I have some other plans for like cocktail kits and things and who will be included and how I... I acknowledge a different business each month or I haven't figured out the frequency yet, but it was important that I work with someone that I could say like, Hey, I know that person that touches my stuff. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we're starting to build that relationship where, um, I continue to suggest things. We could figure out, we fine tune the recipes and scents. Um, we talk about like what works well for shipping. And so, um, the first few candles came out and even she complimented me. She's like, Oh my gosh, these really do smell like drinks. You know, and it was important that they kind of give you that sort of self-care and that whole sense of I'm having a relaxing cocktail or something that's festive and fun, um, but bring it to you in a different experience. And I am really big on self-care because I believe that if we don't take care of ourselves and I've worked in human services for Mm -hmm. so long, if I don't take care of me, I am of no service to anybody else. And candles are the way, the truth and the light. I remember I, I was just young. Looking at the flame. Listen, I was mm-hmm. young. I would burn incense. I would mm-hmm. turn all the lights off in the room. Yeah. This might have little been a little bit of depression too, but okay. I would turn all the <laughs> lights off. I would light a candle. I would burn incense, yeah. and I would sit in the dark and I would write poetry yeah. and listen to like music. Yeah, and I would. And, but it was very cathartic for me. Yeah. It was like a coping strategy before I even knew what yeah. coping strategies were. Yeah. So candles are great because. There's something about the flicker of the flame. I'm obsessed with fire. Vi- the, yeah. the visual, mm-hmm. the smell. If you can hear it crackle, the that's crackle, another part. That's yeah. another sensory yeah. um, mm-hmm. in, uh, input of sensory, but also the smell. Mm-hmm. I hate when I buy candles because I love candles. Yeah. I hate when I buy candles and I can't smell them. Yeah. This candle that I got from Gina, I will say, when you burn it, you smell it. Yeah. And then hours after you put it out, you can still smell yeah. it in your house. Even if you I, don't burn it, you can smell them. Like yes, if it's just open, oh, if yeah. it's just open on the table, you yeah. can smell it. So it is quality. Uh, they they smell amazing. And I want you to kind of go through yeah. uh, briefly the different ones. They, the names are amazing. So there's one called Bitches Brouhaha. <laughs> there's a, the one new fashion she mm-hmm. mentioned. One called Burnt Champagne. Yes. Gin and Yang. That's the one I have. Gin Monade. Yes. And lavender sangria. Tell us about yeah. them. So Your we'll, favorite one is the new fashioned, right? So I have a, it's hard to say, like, I have a couple of favorites. I think my favorite from the newer line is the gin and yang. It's good. And I think it's, it, it kind of tricks people because they're like, oh, it's gin. I'm like, nope, it's, it's actually ginger. just ginger. Yeah. I just cut it short because I liked the duality of saying like gin and yang. And you mm-hmm. think about it's sweet and spicy and sour kind of mixed. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of my favorite drinks. I told, we talked about the perfume on rums before. And when you make that drink, it's important for me to use the gold version of this rum because it just smells a certain way and so for me that's ginger beer or you can even do ginger ale um, i would do the bold one because the the have you tried that that bold bold. ginger ale is a win oh yes that got me through the initial month of quarantine it's got me through all of the months of quarantine (laughs) um but then the lime and so together they just smell really really crisp and fresh a little bit of the zing in there Mm -hmm. um but it's it's a i don't know i I can smell the sour and not sour like funky it's not in a bad way yeah just sour like like a like a lime or a lemon or you know something like that makes you like a little cleansing and like so it helps freshen so that's one of my favorites of the new line Mm -hmm. um the other line it's hard to say because they're all 
some of my favorites. Bitches Brouhaha is one that I really love the smell. And so it's the black currant and absinthe. I know that smells good because oh, black currant like smells good in anything. Like, mm-hmm. You could put black. It's like that commercial with that little old white lady with the hot the sauce. sauce. I put that <laughs> shit on everything. You could put black currant mm-hmm. on chitterlings. What happened? Um, and I do not eat them, by the way. Mm-hmm. But like you can put them on chitterlings. I'm going to go ahead That's and say because I don't already broke the, I broke it. <laughs> um, and it would probably still smell good. Mm, probably yeah. not because yeah. chitterlings are disgusting. That's a lot of work to put on yeah, it. But that's, um, yeah. that's disgusting. They'd have to sit yeah. overnight. Yes. And um, the new fashion, as I mentioned before, I love an old fashion, especially if it's done right. And so I was trying to figure out, like, I wanted to kind of be like a new, like an old fashioned, but it's different. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a modern take. And I was like, it's a new fashion. That's what it is. That's what it is. You know, and I loved like using pure maple syrup instead of a sugar cube okay. and using the, the bitters and still doing everything else the same. I just love like the smoothness that comes with a new fashion. So the burnt champagne. So that actually stemmed from when Miss Diane Carroll passed away. Oh, man. Um, and we started to see, like, just reminders of the whole burnt champagne conversation from Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what would burnt champagne taste like if it were an actual cocktail? And I was like, I am going to make something that she would have loved. Turning it on its ear and taking the burnt champagne and actually making it something good. And I started to think about, like, flash burned, like, or, or freezer burned fruits and things like that. And, like, mm-hmm. what it really tastes like and how do I make it taste good? And I don't know how I landed on lemon and vanilla and champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's in it. Too. It's so good. Especially if you do, like, a fresh lemon and squeeze it i'm big on like i don't like bottled juices and things like that too much unless they were like freshly handmade right. and bottled um press it do it right then get the live effect of the fruits and things and so um squeezing some lemon juice in the bottom of champagne flute filling it with sparkling wine or champagne and um there's this vanilla spun cotton candy from one of my favorite makers out in capitol heights and i just put that on top it's pretty to look at from a visual and then when you plop it in the champagne it just fizzes and gives you a whole other experience and so that's one of my favorite experiences to recreate in like a cocktail well i'm i can't wait to see that <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> i want to taste all of the drinks you know what i would like to do taste mm. all of the drinks of of these candles yes. one day I think well I do that I want you to definitely check Gina out. Her website is thebedroombartender.com, right? Yeah. Like I said, I talk a lot about self-care and focusing on yourself. To me, that is the foundation of self-care when you're alone. Like Mm -hmm. even when you go to a really nice spa. You set the mood. Yeah, you set the mood. It's all about ambiance. And they definitely do that. And I feel like candles are like an essential way for you to enter into that space of Mm self-care or meditation or relaxation. So I have a special treat for you guys because Gina is a good black woman. Um, We have a treat for you guys exclusively for um, my friends and Ken. I have a special self-care code. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. In the spirit of Juneteenth. Yes. Okay. Because we are celebrating for our ancestors and for our ancestors freedom or at least the beginnings of freedom. I would like to think we're still working for it um, mm. yeah. hundreds of years later, but the beginnings of freedom. And that will give you 19% off of your purchase mm-hmm. of any candles plus free shipping if you spend over $50. And I can let you know that won't be hard because it won't. No, <laughs> I'm not saying love with no, everything. it's not hard it because they're expensive. It's hard because you're going to have a hard time deciding because you're going to want to <laughs> smell all of them. And another thing that I will say is that the way she packages, when I opened the box and got the candle, there was a bookmark. There is a recipe for the cocktail that the candle's fragrance is crafted after. There's a little like business card. There's 
there's all kinds of stuff. Like I was just waiting for, you know, like a masseuse <laughs> to come out of the box too. Like, okay, what else am I going to get? Yeah. But it just lets me know that she takes pride in how she is sending things out with her name and her energy mm-hmm. on them into yeah. the world and into the people who believe in her brand yeah. and who are buying from her. Yeah. So I will definitely say, do yourself a favor and order yourself some <laughs> candles. And the code is hand me my purse. It's just that simple. Hand me my purse, H-A-N-D-M-E-M-Y-P-U-R-S-E, the end. It doesn't matter if it's all caps or lowercase. Just enter hand me my purse and you will get 19% off of your purchase of any of the candles. And if you spend over $50, you'll get free shipping. And that is a good deal. So before Gina leaves, I would (laughs) like to play a game. Actually, before we do that, Gina, give me the names of celebrity that you would consider like aunties. So, uh... The glorious Miss Shirley Ruff. Jasmine Guy. Jasmine Guy. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's a younger auntie, even Young though Young aunties matter. All aunties matter. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Mm. Especially in the month of June. I'll yes. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I see Chili as an auntie. Chili? Oh, yeah. The Sabidi auntie. Oh! So there has to be one. Yeah. Little, little or more than one. I don't feel like Angela Bassett is an auntie. She's on my list. Oh. She's definitely an auntie. She's a Sadiddy auntie, too. I mean, I love her. I am. I do, too. I wish she was like, my auntie. Do I see her? I don't know if I see her in other areas. Who else? She's an auntie, auntie that moves away. She's the one that travels and comes back. Yeah. And you don't know when you're going to find and her. Brings you, and brings you like these things, all things from all these pronounce. exotic mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Tashina Arnold. Oh, yes. Pam. Mm-hmm. I'm just, let's just call her Pam. I'm not calling her no Tashina. <laughs> I had to think about it too before I said her name. One more. You know, you didn't say if she had, they had to be living or dead. No, they could. Jesse Norman. Jesse Norman. Oh Jesse. my goodness, she was an opera singer. Okay. I know who you're talking yes. about. Yes. Okay. She was always my Perfect. favorite. All right. So we have a list of aunties, and we're going to play a game called What is Auntie Drinking? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we're at a function, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's one of those functions. You know how black women get together and all the women get together, yes. right? Yep. The young ones, the older ones, we're yep. all there. And we have these aunties there. I'm going to say their names. You already okay. know six of them. Okay. But I'm going to say their names and you are going to tell me what you think they are drinking. The first auntie that came to my mind, Anita Baker. What is she drinking? Ooh. Go. Crown Royal. Crown Royal. <gasps> Gina, we are sisters. <laughs> I said she's drinking Crown Royal straight on ice yes, and yes, keeps the yes. bags. She keeps yes. the bags. That's her change purse. <laughs> yes. Or her There's weed bag. Oh, you know what? Okay. Angela Bassett. Ooh, she's drinking something strong mm-hmm. and straight. Oh, maybe she's doing like a Macallan. I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to write it. Just a Macallan. It's just chilled. Okay. Chilled. Got it. It's in a pretty glass, though. Here's my favorite. <laughs> Sade. Ooh. Something that is, it's, it's a whiskey, but it's been smoked. Oh, smoked And whiskey. so it's got the effect, but it also has like that hint of flavor. Um, but it's very smooth. And there's lemon in it for her throat. Debbie Allen. <laughs> Debbie Allen is drinking tequila. <laughs> Debbie Allen is drinking <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> I was waiting for who I was going to use that for. <laughs> Debbie Allen is drinking Debbie Cisco. Allen is hype and she is yeah. drinking, it's a punch and it's tequila and it's, it's fun and it's in a big cup. Next we have... The ultimate auntie, the supreme auntie, mm. Aretha Franklin. Listen, Ooh. she might be drinking Mad Dog. Out the bottle. You, you know what? Don't play she, with her. No, don't play with her. Like, like, don't play with Riri. Well, no. <laughs> don't play with my auntie Riri. <laughs> I just, I wouldn't put it past her to be of the people. And I, I just is. see her as, as drinking something that's a little more normalized. Like, I don't see it being anything too crazy and expensive. Mm-mm. So whatever her glass, her drinks no, would be. I think she might be drinking out of like a really like 
ornate etched whatever glass. A chalice. A cha- yes, she is a chalice yes. with Mad Dog 2020 in it. Don't do that to her. What's that Arbor Mist? That's what I was thinking of. Because yeah. she probably can't hold her liquor. Okay. My, I don't well, think that actually, stops one her, of my though. Aunties, my auntie, hey, auntie. My Aunt Denise, she loves some Arbor Mist, child. Mm. She also loves vodka. That's what I drank in college when I thought I was doing something with pizza and wine. When you thought wine, she was fancy. The wine was Arbor Mist. Like, what mm. is Loretta Devine drinking? I think she's drinking a vodka. Okay. Like a vodka soda or something like that. The crazy auntie, Jennifer Lewis. Uh, oh, well, she no longer drinks because she's she's getting herself together. Yeah. And, and so if you've got something good and strong in there, she wants to smell what you got. On the wagon. Off the wagon. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi God might bless be doing her. a weed-infused um, bourbon. I can Ooh, see I her like, doing that. Uh, yes, and smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. They yes. um, make weed-infused bourbon? I don't know that they make it. I've heard I mean, several made? folks that have made it themselves. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. okay. Shirley Ralph. It's got rum in it. She's Caribbean. And it's in a tea. It's in some sort of tea. And okay. so I don't know if it's like an iced tea or a hot, hot tea. Because um, she's also a Broadway star, too. So. so she might be trying to protect her her voice. <laughs> Jasmine Guy. Ooh, Jasmine Guy. She's gin. On the rocks, She is probably. gin. Maybe a little tonic, but she is gin. Queen Latifah, she's drinking a 40 ounce. She's Cleo forever. <laughs> I mean, she's I was going to go forever. for like something stiff and strong, but okay. okay. Well, I was going to make a very inappropriate <laughs> joke. I'm not. Was, anyway. She's a scotch. Scotch? She's My a scotch. grandmother drank scotch. Chili. <laughs> Chili's not drinking either. Not at all. She's going to have a soda water on ice. Pam. Pam is getting down. Oh, she's get getting down. down. Yeah. And it's probably crown apple. Okay. Else. You haven't mentioned Hennessy one time. I haven't. I'm so so, and I wasn't gonna say anything, but you have <laughs> mentioned Hennessy, and Hennessy is like say you think Pam is Hennessy. Pam looks like Pam she carries Hennessey. a bottle of Hennessy in her purse. I think I was just trying not to be stereotypical. Well, sometimes <laughs> it is what it and is. There's nothing wrong with Hennessy. No, well, cognac is good for you sometimes. I like all drinks with pineapple juice, including mm. Hennessy. See, I like all drinks with ginger beer. I realize See? that now. Well, you're Caribbean, like, and I think that's what it is. Yeah, both of her parents yeah. are Caribbean, so that makes sense. Maybe my parents are Hawaiian. My real parents. That's- there are pineapples kidding. in the Caribbean, too. Yeah. Well, but. I truly believe that I am Caribbean. And I, thought you, yeah, I thought we talked about this. In my okay. soul, I am Haitian. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. I used to watch like my grandma make ginger beer from scratch and like grate the ginger oh, root. Wow. And, oh, yeah. It was good and it was spicy, but it wasn't like ginger beer you get now is a soda. It wasn't a soda. No. It's water. You boil the ginger root. You add So it's sugar. like a tonic versus it's or like, like a it's juice. A, it's like a juice. It's just really spicy, but it's good. It's probably so it's good, good for, for you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how to do it? I've never done it, but I've seen her do it. I've you could probably I probably do could it. do it. I have to start grating ginger and doing that. Yep, you should. I'd yeah. buy it. So Pam is drinking Hennessy just by itself. Yeah. And last but not least, the illustrious Jessie Norman. I still remember her voice and I remember the she had an iconic scar on her face. It was like okay. a it looked like it, like she was crying almost. Like Mary J. Blige, yeah. who also has one. Yeah. They um, don't sing anything alike though. No, they don't. Uh, but she recently just passed away, I think this year. Um I think whatever she's drinking would protect her voice, but I also still think she would have a little something spicy in there. Like, I don't think it would necessarily just be dry. No. So I see like a tea with lemon and raw honey, but then she's got like, actually, well, whiskey is good for coughs. Yes, it is. So she now, got, one she thing, got a little hot a, toddy going on. Okay. She's got a hot toddy. I'll take that. So let me tell you something. I am no, in no way, shape or form a... Um, Adult beverage curator, but listen, <laughs> I make a hot toddy that will blow your mind and you will go to sleep and you will sleep like a baby. And so, you know, I forgot this auntie and 
when I was talking just now, it reminded how did I leave out the official auntie of Hand Me My Purse? What happened? Who is, in fact, Mary J. Blige. Oh, what would yes. Aunt Mary be drinking? She likes expensive things. Yes, she does. Or things that are known to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, I know she's drinking Ciroc because that's her, her friend. Her homeboy. Yeah. Okay. So Ciroc with what? I feel like she's drinking some Ciroc inside some Bel Air champagne. We are twins. Mm. Because I was like, she's probably drinking Ciroc mm-hmm. and champagne. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Which now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go make that. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. And call it the Mary J. Blige. The Mary? Well, not yeah. the Mary Mary. No, Mary. no. They not. They drinking. Um, they're drinking communion, communion juice. juice. Yeah, the Welch is great. Yes, the juice, not the soda. Uh, as we said, Gina stated earlier that she has a line of candles, and we have a what do we call it? A self care. A self care code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A self care code, and that self care code is hand me my purse when you check out at thebedroombartender.com. and if you spend over fifty dollars, you will get free shipping. Do yourself a favor. Go and get you some. You deserve it. <laughs> you are worth it. And if you smell those drinks, I think you should look, just go and peruse her website because who knows, maybe you will hire her to uh, be the adult beverage curator for one of your personal events. She is local to the DMV area and Philadelphia <laughs> and Delaware. And mm-hmm. I know people listen there. So I'm just telling you, I have had, I have experienced the whole adult beverage curation. We didn't talk about what we drank today. We did not. So today we do need to talk about. So we had a drink today in the spirit um, of our ancestors celebrating them. I forgot because I've been drinking. Okay. <laughs> and the first drink that we had was. It's called the Jamboree. Okay. It's called the Jamboree. And. Yes. Gina, tell us about the Jamboree. All right. So doing a little research and still searching for more information on traditional foods and why the menu isn't so important at, at Juneteenth celebrations, I see a lot of strawberry soda and there's mixed reasons as to why that's uh, important to Juneteenth. Some of it is talking about the color red and associating it to um, hibiscus and other fruits and nuts and things that come from West Africa and tradition and the, the sense of power and resiliency that are associated with red. And then there is somewhere where it says that it's some, because slaves were never allowed to have strawberry soda. So the first thing that they had when they celebrated freedom was strawberry soda, which is a whole other thing where people think every time we're denied something, that's the first thing we have when we suddenly have success. Right. Um, and so to honor that I muddled fresh strawberries, nice red and ripe, muddled fresh strawberries with raw honey. Raw honey has a lot of healing properties. Um, and then I sort of let it sit in some rum. And I'm really obsessed with learning more about just the use of rum in ceremony. A lot of our, our ancestors on in all traditions, especially traditions of color, use rum to celebrate for libations, for ceremony, for welcoming, for different things. And so I think it's important to honor that, especially as we get closer to Juneteenth. Right. Um, and so tops it off with some ginger soda and really made an adult version of a strawberry soda with fresh muddled strawberries. And let me tell you guys something. I don't like strawberry soda. I don't really like, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call them this because this is my show and I can say whatever in the hell I want. I don't like like ghetto sodas. <laughs> Except for there's one that I do like, and it's called Almond Smash, but it is very, very local. I don't like pineapple soda, orange soda, grape soda, cherry soda, strawberry soda. I don't like all those fruit sodas. (laughs) But let me explain something to you about this. There's a difference when it is fresh, and fresh strawberry soda, uh, what I had today was quite delicious, I got to say. I really, really liked it. And the second drink that we had... 
I don't know what to call this one either. Um, so we'll talk about what's in it first mm-hmm. and what I was kind of going for. I was thinking about peach cobblers and just the use of that in tradition for lots of celebrations and gatherings and things like that. And so I did uh, marinate some peaches mm-hmm. in Hennessy for a few hours. It was a good look. So good. Oh, my goodness. I'm surprised. So marinated some peaches in Hennessy, topped it off with a mixer from the Cane Collective, which is local to Baltimore. I love them. Shout out to Ezra. What flavor is that? So this one is the Guava Tiki Punch. And so it's a mix of guava, lemon, grapefruit, spiced pineapple syrup. Um, They even include on their label suggested mix-ins. And so I poured that on top of the peaches and the Hennessy, stirred that up a little bit. And then I just filled with ice and topped off with a little bit of ginger ale. I'm a little obsessed with ginger. Let me tell you something. This right here, (laughs) this is a win. I don't even know. I'm going to find out about this cane company. They are... They're local to Baltimore. It's local bartenders. If you look at at Cane Collective on Instagram, you can find where they're going to be next. Also, what I'll say is by looking at this bottle, it says Best Buy 625. So that lets me know this is fresh juice or this is made fresh because it expires. And eating and drinking things that expire are always good for you because that means that it doesn't have a lot of preservatives in it, if any. And you're getting a live, active, fresh fruits and things like that. So So what are you going to name that? Peaches and herb. Oh, my God. Do you know that I, I named it that already? Did you? I swear to God. I'm telling you, y'all better check on me because I'm telling you, my psychic abilities are, are very keen. I don't funny. know if it's all these crystals I got or what it is, but <laughs> my psychic situation is on point. So I want to thank uh, Gina for being here. Before you leave, I want you to tell me very quickly. Tell me about some one memory of yours of your favorite auntie. Or not necessarily your favorite auntie. One of your aunties. Well, I only well, I only have two quote unquote technical aunties, but okay. you know, like in our tradition, yeah, all of the aunties. women cousins all and grand, they're matter. all aunties. One of my favorite parts of an aunt of mine, um, antique in background, lives in Brooklyn now. I've always loved as a child that she would travel the world for cricket, and I think for that cricket? for cricket, that's awesome. She didn't play when it came, and she up and go like, "What country is she in now?" And that showed me at an early age that you can make it happen, you know, and that you can travel. And she'd go by herself, leave family behind, because she I'm was all, all about that. that life. I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think she set the stage for some of my more solo travels that I've done. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you, you are for my first having guest. Me. And I want you to know that I look forward to having you on the show again. Yes. And we'll prep some cocktails. Yes, more cocktails. That's really <laughs> the reason that I want to come back uh, for the cocktails. No, I'm just joking. Um, I look forward to having you on the show again. And I hope that you guys enjoy the show. I hope you guys utilize this um self-care code and get yourself some candles and also look into some of the recipes that you have them on your website, right? I have some on the website. Most of them are on my Instagram page right now. So whenever I do come up with something, you can find me on Instagram. Tell them how. Um, It's the underscore bedroom underscore bartender on Instagram. Um, And you'll see sometimes demonstrations. You'll just see sometimes things that I've recently made, often a recipe, sometimes something quirky um, in relation to cocktails or just even quirky things in life. But And all of this information will be in the show notes. You have to look at the show notes, people. The show notes is where all the magic is. That's where it's like having a golden ticket. You can call me Willy Wonka because that's, (laughs) I'm telling you. That's the only chocolate factory we we recognize right now. Absolutely. Because I am, that is the 
Let's not even go there, okay? <laughs> that is where the golden ticket lies in the show notes. So I'm going to put all of Gina's information there. Um, go check her out. I highly suggest it. Support black businesses all the time, but definitely support them on Juneteenth and use your self-care code. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you. All right, friends and kin, it's time for Straight Facts. And today's question comes from Stephanie of Jacksonville, Florida. Stephanie says, Dear Mimi, I'm in the exploratory phase of a new, for me, business venture. I suddenly realized that an acquaintance of mine has a very similar business. Theirs offers a more extensive version of my offerings. Do you think it would be wise to go to them for startup advice? I'd even be willing to pay for a consultation. I just don't want to stir up any weird feelings about competition. This person has been a valuable and respected resource for me in the past for other things. What do you think? Well, Stephanie, I really think that this is all based in your relationship with the acquaintance. I paid attention to the fact that the first thing that you said was that this person was an acquaintance and not necessarily a friend. So I don't really know, you know, what that relationship looks like. For me, uh, I kind of feel like it may be easier if they are just an acquaintance to go to them for this kind of assistance versus going to a friend. Mainly because of the fact that when people are really close to you, they will project or impart like their own judgment or see things through the lens of what they want for you or what they think you want or need. So sometimes it's best to get an objective party or somebody who is not as close to you when you are doing things like that. Right. Because, for example, let's say I wanted to start an ice cream company and I went to one of my cousins and was like, you know, I'm thinking of starting this ice cream company, you know, just off glass, just based on like our relationship. They were like, girl, what are you doing? You start no ice cream company. Girl, sit down, you know, and that can be discouraging. And they don't mean they don't mean it. It may not be like, you know, that they're doing it to be negative. It may just happen. Or you go to a friend and you say, um, I'm thinking of running a 5k and they be like, girl, shut up a 5k. You don't run nowhere. And it's no slight to your friends or your family or people close to you because, you know, they know you. So they know your habits. They know how you move. They know the things that you do. They know the things that you don't do. It's best to usually get an objective party or someone who's not as connected to you. Um, in my opinion, when you are first starting something like that so that you can get your footing, you know, handle your scandal. And then once you get it up and running, then go ahead and share with them. That's always been how I approach things. So I hope that helps. Uh, if your acquaintance is close to you, you may want to seek out someone who is not, you know, maybe a coworker. I would try that. Look at it this way. It's the same concept of why we go to therapy versus talking all of our problems out with our friends and or family because they know us and they know the person that we are, but not necessarily the person that we're trying to be or trying to become. So you go to a therapist because that's an objective party who isn't going to or well, they shouldn't. They're not going to judge you for the things that you say, the mistakes that you've made in the past. They're not going to throw them in your face. They're 
helping you to get to a place where you're making a fresh start and being a better you. And when it comes to business, it's kind of the same thing or projects. It's kind of the same thing. Like you want someone who is kind of going to approach it with a clean slate with you versus someone who's going to talk about your habits or the things that you maybe haven't completed in the past or the things that you like or dislike when you're really trying to approach something from the notion of it being a whole new beginning for you because you're starting something new. So for today's We Got to Do Better segment, I have a quote from one of, I'd have to say, if not my favorite My top five favorite authors, Mr. James Baldwin. It's not really much to say uh, after reading this or even before, but I just thought that with the state of the world and more specifically the state of the United States of America at this moment, there was no better quote. And I want it to sit in your lungs and just sit there as you breathe. Mr. Baldwin said, And I quote, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Thank you, Mr. Baldwin, for that wisdom. And I would tell a friend to tell a friend that quote, especially your white friends and your non-black quote unquote allies. Now is a good time to share that quote with them. Let me read it one more time. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. All right, now, friends and kin, I want to first, who am I going to thank first? You know it, I'm going to thank God first because I'm a black woman and I acknowledge that if it were not for God, then I would be in a world of trouble. I also want to thank my friends, my family, my supporters, and of course, all of my listeners out here rocking with me. I want to thank my new listeners. I want to thank my listeners that have been rocking with me since I dropped the trailer. I appreciate you and I cannot wait until the next time we get to do this again. I want to thank my guest for the day, Miss Gina Riley of The Bedroom Bartender for offering us that self-care code, right? And for opening up her brand new home. Keep in mind that when I say her home is brand new, it's brand new. I just want to thank her for that, you know, and it's a very vulnerable space. And I was honored that she allowed me to come in and talk to her about her awesome business. Now, hold up before you exit out of whatever streaming service you are using to listen to this podcast. I want you to stop and then go click subscribe or follow if that's possible. And then I want you to get yourself on over to Instagram and follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to get my Twitter game up back in like 2009 when Twitter first started. I was on fire with Twitter trying to get back on that. So go over to Twitter. Follow me. Talk to me. Send me a DM. Tell me that you listen to the show. And on Twitter, you can find me at HMMP underscore podcast. And on Facebook, just search for Hand Me My Purse podcast. And if you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts or any other medium that allows you to review, please rate and review the show. I would love that. I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear what you have to say. Also, show notes are available at www.handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com. 
two B's and buzz, just like buzz, buzz, like a bee. And also I want you to submit your questions for the straight facts segment and photos and stories and quotes about your aunties and of your aunties to hello at handmemypurse.com or feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or on Twitter. I want you to go and buy yourself some candles at thebedroombartender.com. Use your special self-care code, which is hand me my purse for a special Juneteenth 19% off. And if you spend $50 or more, you will get free shipping so that your candles can come to you and you don't have to pay for it. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. I love you guys. You guys don't know how your support means the world to me. And I can't wait until we get together and do this again. You can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered on those days. Again, the 1st and 15th of every month on your podcast streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. These are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this bitch. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.